Hello and welcome back to Little MB. <clears throat> this is Nick, aka Little MB. Today's going to be what might might some might consider to be a weird topic, but I have a feeling it's going to be less of a weird topic as what it used to be, considering the Pentagon and government have come out and actually acknowledged the existence. And what existence? That is the existence of UFOs. Now, I'm going to give... I actually have a bit of a religious point of view on it. I'll save that for the end of this. That way, if you're not interested in the religious aspect of it, you don't have to listen to it. You can shut it off. Even though I might come back to the other stuff in the middle of it because you know how I bounce around. But I got people who do listen to my religious podcast who will listen to these as well. Or do listen to these as well. At least that's what they tell me. So, um, because there's people who want to know, well, how can you believe a guy in UFOs? Well, sorry, but I do. Either way. Um, I do not necessarily believe that these UFOs are from outer space. I, that's not to say that there aren't those that come from outer space. I'm sure that some do. However, I lean more toward this being a highly secret government invention. And here's why. Here's why. For those who do not know, Germany was so technologically advanced, it's insane. If they would have been a year ahead of where they were, there's a good, like, when the end of the war came, there's a chance that we would have never won. Because Germany actually had jet planes by the end of the war. That far exceeded any. We we didn't have jet technology. The Germans had the V1 and V2 rockets. They were actually launching them from Germany and hitting London, hitting England. Those who don't know, NASA was largely uh, made up of German scientists that we captured and brought here through Operation Paperclip at the end of World War II. We had some of them that came in on the tail end of our Manhattan Project with the atomic bomb, and they got into our space race. Trying to think of the guy's name. I think it was like Warner Von. Von. I, who knows? I can't remember the dipshit's name. <laughs> but he was known 
for if the Jews in his factories were not working fast enough, putting enough out, he'd take them out and hang them in front of the factory. This guy was a piece of shit. And he lived out the rest of his life working for us. That's how important this stuff was to us. But they had all kinds of crazy technology. They had uh, weapons. They had guns that had curved barrels to shoot around corners and shit. And it had... And I mean, this wasn't something that was like super great or whatever. But it actually had an added benefit because curving around the friction that was created created so much heat it actually fragmented the bullets that were being shot so you know kind of like a shotgun effect you know they had a ton of crazy shit ton of crazy shit well one of these things that they had that we found was a disc shaped object that they had been working on and testing with at that point in time very little success. It was a flying object. Most people don't know about that. Like I said, I used to watch nothing but the History Channel. Back in the days when I sold weed, if people came over to buy weed, the History Channel was on. You know, anybody who remembers could testify to it. And so we gained the scientists, not that Russia didn't get some, but we got the majority and we, I think we got the best as well. So, um, we get this idea from what we uncover in Germany's secret bases and labs. And then we start I say we start working on it. When did Roswell happen? The end of, the end of I think, May 8th of 1945 was Victory Day in Europe. And Roswell happens in 1947, a full two years after the end of the European War. And... I mean, Japan surrendered in August of Hiroshima was August 6th. Nagasaki was something like the 8th or 9th, you know, maybe the 10th. It was just a couple days after Hiroshima. So two years go by when we had access to the scientists and to what gains they had already made. You know, two years go by when Roswell happens. To me, that's a pretty damn good indication that it could have been a man-made flying saucer that crashed in Roswell. Because you can't tell me we just gave up on those technologies. That would have made no sense. And think about the phone technology that we have had since the 90s. 
since the 80s and 90s. You know, the phone technology has just gotten insane. So, you know, over the past 30 years. And you mean to tell me that it's not possible that over the past 80 years that we weren't able to achieve this kind of stuff? Look at the way technology just exploded in the military world as far as World War One. I. I mean, when did the Wright brothers achieve flight? I think it was 1901, and they flew a distance of 120 feet or some shit like that. And then by World War One, we're using pl- planes. You know, the first dogfights, uh, the Red Baron from Germany had like 81 kills, 80 or 81 kills, supposedly. The first ones were done with a shotgun that he he'd fly close to the other planes because at first they were just held used for reconnaissance because you could fly over the battlefield and see troop movements, their positions. And so the Red Baron would get close and put the shotgun over the edge and freaking shoot the plane down. By the end of that war, they were dropping, they'd carry small bombs on them. And they also started with the timed machine guns where they could shoot through the propellers or they were put onto the tail of the plane. I mean, the technology was just exploding during that war. So, you, But you go from these biplanes and triplanes to what we saw by World War II, the Mitsubishi Zero, the Japanese fire that was far better than anything we had at the time, the Luftwaffe, my gosh, those, those planes and people were insane. And think about all the different planes that we had. We had, we had the Mustangs, we had the Corsairs, we had the, uh, what was it, the B-17, and by the end of the war, uh, the B-29s, you know, and then Germany itself had jets. They actually had jet-powered fighters in 1944 and 5. They had these. So think about that. And think about that within 24 years, we go to outer space. We supposedly land on the moon with these shuttles. I don't see how it would have, how it's a stretch that we had our own, lack of a better term, because it's unidentifiable to even the majority of the military, but to the public as well, they were unidentifiable. So it's that's why I'll call it UFOs, even if, because what is UFO? Unidentifiable flying object. So it's something that's flying around, you just don't know what the hell it is. So it's not unbelievable to me that we created these technologies. The internet's been out since the 70s. I don't know, and maybe even before that, I don't know if you were aware of that. 
you can watch old television shows like from the early 80s. There was one called Riptide that had Joe Penny, Tom Bray, and I can't remember the third cat, but they were <laughs> private investigators. You know, you know what the typical 80s shows were. Anybody my age. But they had episodes because uh, Tom Bray played this geek, this computer geek. And there were times where he'd tap into the phone line and that allowed him to access police records and things of that nature. Government databases or whatever. That wasn't made up. Obviously the show is made up, but my point is, is they had email. I just heard uh, an older, not super old, I think it was from this year, but I just heard a episode of Rogan, I believe I believe it was, I've listened to so many different podcasts now, it's insane, but I, I want to say it was Neil deGrasse Tyson that said he had an email address in the late 70s that they emailed, but it was for universities, it, it was, you know, other scientists and stuff, so I mean, internet existed. Emails and internet existed. 1992 is when I believe the first George Bush actually signed it into commercial use. It already existed. They were just allowing the public to use it. Now, you get into military technologies and stuff, there's certain things that they're just not going to release to us. There's, I can't remember any specific examples, but <laughs> there's been documentaries and things like that even recently on the different technologies that have come out into the public that were originally military patents that were top secret. And then they started to release it a little at a time publicly. And it, it wasn't released. It was released to people to be released to the public. So people weren't aware it was actually coming from the military. There's going to be certain things that the military just are not going to tell you. But that the, the deal with finding that disc-shaped object... And then Roswell, two years later, is just the first aspect of this. Then look into the 1980s, when you got Ronald Reagan as president, and he starts what? The Star Wars program. Now, this was slated to be national defense from outer space, you know, from satellites and things of that nature. I'm sure there was an aspect of national defense that that had to do with. But for myself, I don't consider it feasible to believe that that was the only purpose. And look at Trump's administration. What did he sign into effect? America's Space Force is a part of the military branch. The Space Force. 
Think about that for a minute. How can you have a space force without spaceships? That makes no, no sense. That'd be like having a fucking militia made up with people holding mops. I mean, yeah, you can call them a militia, but what the hell are they going to do? You know what I'm saying? There's no, you, you can't have a space force unless you have that kind of technology already. So he does that, and then all of a sudden, in 2019, is when this footage gets released, or information starts getting released from pilots, the naval ship, things of that nature, in the Pentagon acknowledges, yeah, we have no idea what those are. But yeah, obviously it seems that they do exist. They exist because it's us. You know, and I understand your concept that stuff is going to leak. And stuff has leaked. Stuff has leaked. You look at some of the different people that have been on those UFO shows that have been former military and things of that nature that have discussed things. You know, it's... There's been there's been certain leaks, but there's not been anything major as far as like yeah yeah that's us I'm I'm one of the pilots. You know, can you imagine if a pilot just landed one of those in front of a like media outlet, freaking got out and said, like, hey, by the way, it's been us. Later, he gets back on, takes off. I mean, people would be like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> but. I don't think it's unreasonable to believe that it was us, because we've been doing this shit for 75 years, 80 years. And the way all the other technology has exploded, why wouldn't that have exploded? Once again, our phones have more processing power than the shuttle that landed on the moon. So why wouldn't it be feasible to believe that we have that technology? There's all kinds of reasons that you can come up with for why the government wouldn't want us knowing. I mean, that, that'd be obvious. Because for one, with that kind of technology, if we have it and other nations don't have it, There'd be no way anybody could stand against us in anything. All these wars that are costing lives in generating all this revenue and stuff, it, it wouldn't be necessary. So you can figure out fairly easily why they wouldn't want us to know. Because if, if, we, if we know that our government has this shit... And nobody else does. It's like, why have we not established world peace? It would be easy. 
Now that that would also create there, man. I hate bringing it up because I don't remember the cat's names. There was one guy that was former military, and he was an officer, and he was friends with the dude who was in charge of the leading, like all this leading research. I believe, like in the eighties, nineties, stuff like that when it comes to this kind of technology and that. And he went and visited this scientist while he was on his deathbed. And he's like, all right. It's like, you got to tell me. He's like, how much of this stuff is legit? And the scientist supposedly says, I'm saying supposedly, because who knows? But it's interesting. It's food for thought. He's like, he's like, think about... He's like, you know, all the stuff like with Star Wars and Star Trek and all that kind of stuff. And he said, yeah. And he's like, yeah, we're 50 years beyond that. As far as our capabilities and what we have. I mean, that's, you know, and that's getting more into, well, all of this is conjecture, really. You know, because it's my opinion. As far as what we found in Germany, what, you know, Roswell, the Star Wars program, the Space Force, this is all my conjecture. But I think it's interesting. I think it's logical to assume that we have this technology. And think about that. If we have this technology, start thinking about where we've been. In outer space, where we've been, what we know. You know, because out of nowhere, we just quit going to the moon. We we claim that we lost the technology to do so. I had, uh, there's one of those crazy shows about alien abductions and all this other stuff. All this technology, things of that nature. Yeah, some dude in his, probably his 30s, I would guess. And he talked about when he was younger, how he woke up into the middle of the night and there were men in black in his room and they basically end up taking him. They put him on a spaceship, take him to the back side of the moon, to the dark side of the moon, and... He talks about how there was a massive base there with spaceships. And so this stuff goes on and he ends up getting taken then to Mars where he ends up working for five years as some kind of security guard or some kind of shit. I don't I don't remember all the details. It's been a while since I saw this one. You know, it's been a couple of years. I, I just don't watch TV anymore. It annoys me. But either way. Then he gets brought back and he wakes up in his bed the next morning. So, like, apparently they did something to try to wash his memory, but it didn't work. But somehow, like, like, it was residual. He remembered it anyway, and he wasn't any older, you know. I don't believe that shit. I, with my belief, belief in God and leaving God aside, <laughs> that'd be 
the equivalent of time travel. And I don't, I just don't believe that's possible. All technology aside, that's not possible. There's just no way. But why haven't we gone to the moon anymore? You know, and there's been talks of putting kind of some kind of international uh, space station on the moon itself. That was one of the purposes of them checking for water on the moon to see if it would be feasible if there was a source of water on the moon or if it's something that we'd have to transport there for the space station. You know? So it's... But we haven't been going there. Supposedly, we haven't been going there. Now all of a sudden they talked about this space station being built there. I think I think it's it's definitely fun. One way or the other, it's fun to think about. Do I believe in a space base on the moon? I don't know. I don't know. I definitely believe it's feasible that we've already been to Mars. I mean, we went to the moon, you know, 22 years ago. No, crap, more than that, we went to the moon, what was it? 52 years ago, we went to the moon. And with all the advances in technology, you want me to believe that we ain't found a way to get to Mars, I'm sorry, I think we've been there. You know, whether there's, regardless of what we say is going on, who knows what's going on there, no idea. But regardless, I think our technology in UFOs is far beyond what anybody has any comprehension. I don't think, I'm not saying that there aren't extraterrestrials who have visited us and done this or that. I'm not saying that at all. However, I do believe the majority of the sightings that has gone on in this country has been us. just stands to reason now I may like I said at the beginning I may come back and talk about some of this stuff but uh, I'm going to start getting into the a little bit of the religious aspect in regard to why me believing in God I still can believe in UFOs aside from it being man-made technology By definition, God is an alien. I mean, plain and simple. He is not of this world. He created it, so he can't be of it. First off. Second off, it. you think about the fallen angels. They descended onto a mountain and then, you know, and then came down... To the people, how did they? How did they do that? I mean, I believe in God and angels. I believe they exist. So either a, they're these mythical creatures that have wings and can just fly through our atmosphere that is hot as hell, 
and not be affected. I mean, you think about asteroids and stuff like that. You know, the majority of things, you know, shooting stars is, is actually like meteorites and shit like that. Like hitting the atmosphere and burning up. You're talking about rocks that hit our atmosphere and burn up. So do you think that there is some sort of mythological creature that can go through that? I, You know, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think it lead, leans more toward some type, you know, I guess I just, basically UFO, some kind of flying object that they're traveling in, that they have, you know? Um, there's certain things in the Bible, like when you read about Elijah, the prophet that God took up in a chariot of fire. Okay, is this an actual chariot with horses and stuff that's on fire that picks him up? I don't believe so. How else would they have had to describe this? They knew about chariots, that was it. That's what they knew. So, I think that that's the way it would have been described. Yeah, call me crazy. But, God is science. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I don't believe in this notion that it's either or, that it's God or science. I just don't believe that crap. I think it's ridiculous to believe that crap. When you read the first book of Enoch, the reasons God gets mad at the fallen angels, one of the main, well, one of the things that the angels were teaching people were different sciences. How to destroy the embryo, abortion. Okay, like cosmology or whatever it is, you know, with the constellations and astrology. Like the angels were teaching all this stuff to man. Another one of the things was God said you taught, you were teaching them the secrets of heaven. The only thing is, is what you guys didn't know is the secrets that you were, that you know are small compared to to the true secrets of heaven. So in other words, he's saying, you thought you knew it all. Boys, you don't even know the half of it. You know, that's what God was essentially saying to him. Um, I believe that the gods of Greece and Egypt in, in Norse mythology in, of the Aztecs, Mayans, of the Pacific Islands, you know, you got Easter Island and stuff like that. I believe these gods actually existed. I believe they were the fallen angels. Because another reason God got mad is because it said, he said, you were changing your forms and they, act in, they acted as if they were gods. So yeah, I believe that they were here. Now, how did they? How did they all get around? You know, I, you know. 
it would have been UFOs. You know, take it in the, if you don't want to go to my, and I'm sure you consider it an extreme point of view with the first book of Enoch, keep it to the Bible then. When God leads the Jews out of Egypt, it's by a pillar, it's a, it's a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to lead them. <coughs> now, do you think that that was actually just a cloud that they were seeing and then a pillar of fire? I think that it was some type of UFO. Now, on some documentaries regarding UFO technology, we have that, sorry for the noise, I need more tea. So I'm going to get more tea while I'm talking. <laughs> but one of the types of these spaceships are cigar shaped. Well, guess what? That'd look like a pillar, wouldn't it? At night, it'd be lit up so they could see it. It'd be lit up so they could see it. In the book of Revelation, it just talks about New Jerusalem descending out of the heavens. Once again, sorry about the noise. I know that's probably annoying to you. But New Jerusalem descends out of the heavens. I think it's some type of UFO. There's so much we don't fucking know. There's so much we don't have a clue on. There's so much we don't know scientifically speaking. One of the actual concerns of the Hydron Collider... Uh, what is that, Switzerland or Sweden? I mean, it's just this massive underground thing. It's a circular tube that's massive where they're smashing atoms together and shit like that. And one of the actual concerns of scientists, this is of scientists, one of the actual concerns is that they're going to create a black hole and cause the Earth to suck in on itself. That is one of the reasons why scientists don't want these other scientists screwing around with it. <clears throat> I bring this up because it makes me think of the book of Revelation when it speaks of an angel coming down with the key to unlock the bottomless pit. That's where all these locust-type creatures that have the head of lions and the tails of scorpions that are going to torment the people who have the mark of the beast. Torment them for five months, I guess, but it won't actually kill them. You know, that very well could be, in my point of view, 
the Hydrog Collider. They're going to end up, to me, it means they could end up doing something that's going to open something up to another dimension or what, call it whatever the fuck you want. Whether it's another dimension, universe, whatever. It doesn't matter. I think it's an interesting correlation there. Now, am I hanging my hat on that? No. I'm not not hanging my hat on it. But, to me, it's a definite possibility. Because when you got scientists themselves being concerned about the possibility of them opening up a black hole by these tests that they're doing... You, you got non-believing, non-religious people concerned about this black hole idea with the Hydron Collider. So you have these non-religious being concerned about this. You can't tell me that that isn't an actual possibility. For being that bottomless pit described in the book of Revelation. And what's interesting too, you know, bottomless pit, another way that you can maybe look at it. I mean, obviously it wouldn't work the same, but kind of a black hole. You know, ah, man, it just... You you can drive yourself batshit running in circles thinking about all this stuff. Not to mention scare the shit out of yourself. But I mean, think about this. People are creating shit in labs all the time. Not knowing what they're doing. Just seeing what shit's going to do. You know, is there a way to solve this problem? Is there a way to create something like this? Is there this? Is there that? You know... That's a lot of the shit that they're doing with the Hydron Collider. They don't know what's going to happen with a lot of this stuff that they're with these tests that they're running. They think they have an idea. But there's many ways that you can tie science into the Bible. Many ways. So that is why I am not one of those who believes it's either God or science. Because I believe in God. It's not, you know, I have my own personal logic that is, it's personal because it's for me. It's nothing that I can say to you to prove it, that God exists. Or anything like that. Neil deGrasse Tyson is the best at explaining it to a certain extent. It's a personal truth. It is something you believe. You know, I I can't help that I believe in God. But guess what? I know science exists. I mean, how can you deny that science exists? I'm creating a podcast on a phone. That other people are going to listen to most likely on their phone. That might even connect wirelessly to the radio in their car. And you want 
you know, religious people want to say that there's no such thing as science. I mean, come on. Makes absolutely no sense to me. Now you can believe what you want. I believe what I want. <clears throat> I, the reason I feel my beliefs are more pure than a lot of people is because of the fact I am open-minded. That's the thing. Like I said, I don't hang my hat on a lot of these ideas as far as God and his angels cruising around in UFOs. You know, and the bottomless pit being the Hydron Collider. It's not that I hang my hat on it, but I'm open to the idea. Because there's so much we don't know. And I think people hurt themselves by not being open-minded. Being open-minded doesn't mean your belief in God goes away. Because if you believe in God, you believe in God. I know there's been pushes and movements and stuff like that <clears throat> regarding flat earth. And there are certain aspects where people will say, well, if you believe in the earth being round, you don't believe in God. and Blah, blah. What a load of shit. God's God, whether the earth's flat or round. You know? Fuck off. And I and who who gives a shit? Who fucking cares? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I believe it's round. I mean, there and I ain't gonna lie. There was a point in time where it's like, I wonder if it is flat because you know you had people doing their own little tests, like with these badass cameras and stuff like that, like the ocean line. You know, as far as. Ships going out of view and not, like, going down out of view. They're just getting... I, I, don't, I don't... I personally don't know how to explain it. You know, you can find all kinds of shit out there if you're interested in that. But there's a lot of descriptions biblically and in Enoch that could lead you to believe that the earth is flat. So it isn't something I was sold on, but it's like, okay, I guess it could be. Who fucking cares? You know, because I can't see. Keep that in mind. I'm fucking blind. I, you know, I can't see. And I honestly don't give a shit. I mean, what am I going to say? Well, gosh, it's flat and not round. Well, I'm leaving. I'm done. Or it's round, it's not flat. I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You know, it's, it's, you know what, what's it even fucking matter? I guess if it was flat, it would matter in the sense that it would get a lot of people. I think there'd be a lot of non-believers reconsidering the possibility of God if it came out that we're living in some fucking fishbowl. But, you know, here and here's the thing. I got a buddy that was a fighter pilot. And I talked to him. I was like, dude, I was like, what do you think about this, like, theory? And he's like, dude, it's fucking round. He's like, when you do a barrel roll at fucking 30,000 feet, he's like, I'm telling you, the Earth's fucking round. 
<laughs> and he's, he's like, look, I believe in God. Thirst round. And I was like, dude, all right. <laughs> I was like, chill. I'm not sitting here trying to convince you, you know. And it's somebody I, you know, somebody I've known since I was five. Maybe even four because of church. But either way, you know, I, you know, I can't see. And I don't give a shit. You know, it just doesn't matter. Like I said, with the way certain things are described biblically and in the first book of Enoch, especially with the book of Enoch, you'd get the idea that it is flat. However, once again, consider the time period. Enoch had to write this stuff for people's understanding at that time. And the idea that the earth is round, you know, that's 500 years old, a little over, almost 530 years old. Christopher Columbus. You know, because up to that point, people thought it was flat. And he's like, nah, it's round. I think I can get to the Indies by sailing west from Europe. I don't think we have to cross all that land or go around Africa. You know, that's relatively new when it comes to mankind. So, you know, for the flat earthers out there, take that into consideration. The flat earthers that are flat earthers for religious reasons. Let me put it that way. He had to explain things on terms of what people knew and understood. Think about the concept if he would have said something regarding the earth being around back then. People, people would have flipped their script. You know, they would have lost their shit. But. UFO. I believe is. They exist. There's just been too many people. That have seen it. Too many. Too many people that, you know, because at first, and to me, it's proof on how long the media has been in on stuff. But at first, what did the media show? When people would talk about seeing UFOs, they would talk about these fucking white trash hillbillies that were batshit crazy to begin with. Talking about UFOs. They didn't put... That's why there was... What what do people say? The normal people say when they come out now. When they've been coming out for the past 20 years or so. What have they been saying? They've been saying... I didn't want the stigma of being considered crazy. Because all that they showed at first was these crazy people talking about fucking UFOs and anal probes. You know, so they set it up to where 
the majority of sane people aren't going to come out and talk about the shit. Oh, I got to talk about a UFO experience I had. It's hilarious. Fucking hilarious. So I, I used to sit out in my backyard, listen to the radio all the time. All the time. Music is my life. More so then than now. I mean, I spent literally hours a day with my headphones on. My parents had to start buying AA batteries by the brick at Sam's because I went through so many batteries with my Walkmans and Discmans and radios and that. So I'm sitting outside at night. All of a sudden, I see this circle of light up in the sky. Now, keep in mind, I can't see. So I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know, I, it's like, am I seeing shit? But, like, I see better at... I've always saw better at night because of my specific eye condition. So a circle of light on the sky is like, holy shit, I know I'm seeing this. And it was just dancing around, dancing around, going back and forth, doing circles, doing all this crazy shit. But it was like, in one location, I was like, this is... It got to the point... And I was so embarrassed because I had to be in my fucking 20s, early 20s at the time. I come inside and I was like, Mom, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. You have to fucking come outside and see this. There's a UFO out there. And she's like, and she's just like, Nick, how much weed have you smoked today? And I'm just like, fuck off, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I smoked all the time back then, you know. Back then, people who didn't smoke, it's like, all right, you're 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 freaking high, you're seeing shit. So I make her come outside, and I'm like, check it out, yeah, what's up, you know. So come to find out, like what it was, like what I couldn't see was another light. What it was is at the time, in my town where there's a Walgreens now, there used to be a video store. And they had some spotlight, like, dancing up in the sky for, like, homecoming or prom or something like that. It was something for the high school. <laughs> and so that's what it ended up being. I was just like, oh, I felt like such a fucking idiot. But when I, you can't see everything and you don't know, and all of a sudden you just see this light dancing on the dark sky. You're just like, what the hell? <laughs> So yeah, I felt like a jackass. I feel like a jackass even relating the story, but hey, what are you going to do? You know? I know that's a sidetrack, but regardless, you know, I to me, we already know the media is part of the government now. We know that. If you want to deny it, you're a fucking idiot. Sorry for being judgmental. I really try not to be, but it couldn't be more apparent. But, <clears throat> I think that that's proof that it goes back even farther. Because they only showed the batshit crazy people. Because now, you, you, I mean, I mean, just think about it. People are like, yeah, I, what's the reason for not coming out? What do they always say? I didn't want people thinking I was fucking crazy. It's what they always say. You know, there's pilots that have talked about it. Said, you know, this is what I saw. And when I mentioned it, 
to a superior, whether it was in the commercial industry or military, they were told, if you want to keep your job, I'd keep that to yourself. You know, I wouldn't talk about that. You know, because there was this stigma put on it that you were batshit crazy. So I guess it begs the question now why people what why why would the government all of the sudden be coming out with it? Acknowledging its existence, if nothing else. Once again, nothing I would hang my head on. You know, I it's an idea, nothing more. Nothing more. There's this, what's it called? I think it was Project Blue Beam where they made holograms off the atmosphere. And they did this, I think it was Mexico City where they made it look like the Virgin Mary was up in the sky and the people flipped the fuck out. And it's supposed to be an actual government program where they tested this kind of stuff. There is a theory out there that they are going to use this uh, holograph type thing to simulate some type of alien invasion or some bullshit. You know, that's that's this big conspiracy theory. I, but the the idea is when it gets tied into the religious aspect that that's how they're going to introduce this the antichrist to us is through some type of alien invasion that you know that's the way they tie it into Project Blue Beam. The fact is is you could eliminate Project Blue Beam if you have actual UFOs. And do the same thing. So it's... Who knows? Like I said, I don't hang my hat on this shit. Do I think about it? Yeah. But I I let what will be, be. Because for one, what else can you do? Religiously speaking, people... There's, there's nothing we can do other than be good people, believe in God and Christ, and try to get other people to them. And that's from a Christian standpoint, from a Muslim and Jewish standpoint, just believe in God, you know, and try to be good people. That's all we can do. Because when the end comes, it comes. You know, God has his plan. There's nothing we can do about that plan. I'm going to get back into Enoch real quick. He has stuff divided up into sections, like basically kind of like time periods. I'll refer to it as generations. So the first generation, say, leads up to the flood. Then you got the generation after the flood. And then the generation of this, the generation of that. The generation after the death and resurrection of Christ it starts after the resurrection of Christ and goes through the end of the world. 
until the until the end of the world comes. So, as far as in religious terms, that essentially means we've basically kind of been living in Revelation since then, since Christ. I really need to get some ready rolls, some tailor-made cigarettes for when I do this so I'm not relighting the same cigarette 43 times. I know that's got to be annoying, too. It's annoying for me to do it. I can't imagine having to listen to that shit. But anyway, that or start dipping again. Maybe I'll do that. Then you can listen to me spit. <laughs> talk, talk for five minutes, spit. Talk for four minutes, spit. <laughs> but anyways... That's a long time period. When you think about it, a lot of the apostles thought that they were going to be alive to see Judgment Day. They thought they were going to be alive to see it. And here's the biggest trick of all when it comes to that. Because people say, people have thought it was the end of the world. How many times? You know, because the end of the world came as a concept because of Christ. And so there's been how many different times, you know, they thought it was the end of the world with the plague. I'm sure people thought the end of the world was there with Genghis Khan. Maybe even with Napoleon. Definitely with Hitler. <laughs> you know, there's all these different things. Over the past 2,000 years where people are like, this is the end of the world. And they're like, because when I said something about it when I was younger and then I was like, this has to be the end. You know, and this was before shit even got as crazy as what it is now. My dad would say, you know what, people have been saying that. For hundreds and thousands of years. You know? And that's what's going to catch people off guard. Is because of that concept. That's what's going to catch people off guard. This concept that we have of time really fucks us over. It really does. Because... And it's not just of time, but... As short of our lifespan, as short as our lifespan is. I mean, think about that. We see a beginning and end of our life in terms of a hundred years, essentially, or less. I mean, personally, I don't want to live to be 70. You know, that's for myself, that's no quality of life sitting around and watching daytime TV, you know, not for me. But regardless, we think about things on that scale. So it is hard to put things into other terms. Even religious people will say, yeah, the world's going to come to an end, but nothing I'm going to see. You know? And... If you look at it at the macro level instead of the micro level of our individual lifespan, 
Sorry about that. <clears throat> I know that's kind of a got to sound weird to you, but uh, I decided to check how long I'd been recording because you can only do certain lengths of segments on here at a time, and I apparently ran out. <laughs> I don't know how to do this as far as say record it on my computer and then upload to the app. So. Anyways, so if you put this into, like, the, like think about the how our lives, the time span of our lives, it's hard to think of something on a grand scale of, say, yeah, I mean, what, what's, it, what's it say in the Bible, you know, a thousand years to us is but a day to God. So in that, what have we been around two days since Christ? You know, it's hard to think on that level. It's hard to think on that level. <clears throat> wow, that's harsh. Stole a cigarette from my dad <clears throat> since he smokes the ready rolls. But it's it's hard to think of on uh, that level of time for man. But when you think about all the different things that have went on, and people, because the the thing is, is so many of these things can be tied to Revelation, as far as the plagues, as far as the wars, and things of that nature. One of the things is is the concept in the book of Revelation of the seven-headed beast that has the ten horns. The ten horns, according to Revelation, they represent kings that are not kings of nations. Now, I am not claiming this man is one of those horns. However, I'm sure you'll get the reference as far as the possibilities of what I'm talking about. Say George Soros. He has collapsed the financial institutions of nations. He has funded wars. And he's not the leader of a nation. But it's if, it is as if he has the power of a king. What time period have we had that? Yes, there were rich people in the past, but they didn't really have the capabilities that capitalism has provided for mankind today. And especially after my democracy is destroying Christianity episode, no, I am not saying I'm against capitalism. <laughs> Anything can be used for evil. I don't give a damn what it is. You know, but the it is provide. You know, there's a limitless height to how much money people can make, and you have these men like George Soros who can influence the world economy because they are so rich. Bezos is not the richest man in the world. I guarantee you Soros has 
far more money than Bezos. Guarantee you. He has donated billions of dollars. Soros has. Multiple times. So whether he is one of the horns or not, since we know about him, because the uber-rich, we don't know about. Bezos is the highest we know about. Because, like I said, I guarantee you we don't know about the actual wealth, true wealth of Soros. That man probably has no idea how much he's actually worth. But he's not the only one out there. So, when you think about it in that regard, there's a lot of things. Because that's the problem. Because of our restriction on idea, our idea of time because of our life, people see one event and they think this has to be it. This is the end. Well, in Revelation, it's not one event. It's multiple events. In the book of Revelation, does not say on day one, this happens on day two, this happens at the end of the week. Judgment. It doesn't say that. So it's hard for people to wrap their mind around the concept that we could be living in the end times, religiously speaking, for 2,000 years. hard for people to grasp that kind of a concept <clears throat> it makes my mind spin and I've you know thought about it quite a bit quite a bit once I first started getting into the first book of Enoch it's for me that in the book of Jasher but mostly Enoch just opened a whole new world to me as far as how to view things in a religious aspect. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Like I said, there there isn't anything we can do. As far as I'm concerned, maybe I'm wrong. You know, it's not like I haven't been wrong many a times before. So maybe I'm just wrong when it comes to this stuff. Like I said, so much of it, I I just refuse to hang my hat on because I don't know. And that's what screws people is when they think they do know. Because then they close their minds to all kinds of possibilities. And a lot of it has to do with fear. You know, if there, there's there, that, I think that's the reason a lot of religious folks refuse to believe why, why they try to separate God and science and why they refuse to believe in the, the possibility of extraterrestrial life or UFOs or something like that because their faith in God essentially is weak. Because they feel 
that if a UFO comes and lands outside their back door, then all of a sudden that's going to disprove God. And the thing is, there's, there's, you're never, the only, you, you can't really prove a negative. You can't prove that God doesn't exist. Even if another thousand years go by, that doesn't prove God doesn't exist. How much time will have to go by before the idea of God's just gone and nobody believes anymore? That'd have to be a significant amount of time in the thousands of years, because it's already been 2,000 years, and the idea is still going on strong throughout the world. So the only thing you can do, the only thing that can be done, is proving God does exist, and then it's going to be a little late for folks because it's going to be the day of judgment. It's like, oh crap, I guess he does exist. But either way, if you're religious and still listening to this, don't discount God and science. Don't discount that God is science. You know, this is an interesting concept that I've thought about as well. And I know this is getting farther, I keep getting farther and farther off track of just UFOs. But, think about the Big Bang. The scientific theory that there was this Big Bang. And this this is like going way, way out there. You know, I've, I've talked before about not hanging my hat on any of this stuff. This goes beyond that, not, you know, this is just one of those, like, amusing antidotes for me. And <clears throat> the only reason I'm going to continue even telling it, because I had the thought, you know what, why even go into that? However, I already started, and you're, so if I quit, you're going to be like, what the fuck, dude, what was that? Then there's going to be this build-up to nothing. But this big bang, so this explosion... Makes me think again of the Hydron Collider. And thinking about time. That time is relative to where you are. Because there's no such thing as an hour. The only reason there's an hour is because we have taken, we have figured out the Earth's spin how fast it spins, and then how many times it spins around before it goes around the sun. I mean, that is what time is. That's all it is. That is all time is, is that it's, there's 24, a time increment that can be divided up into 24 segments that measures one rotation of the earth. And this happens 365 times to get around the sun. That's all time is. That's all it is. So, this universe is supposedly 13.8 billion years old. So, 
that 13, and that's our years. So this 13.8 billion years could literally be a millisecond in another universe. It could literally be that. Because when, when you think about the, when they collide atoms in the uh, collider, when they smash them together, it can create new elements on all this other stuff that lasts, I mean, for the, a lot of times it's just a fraction of a second that this element will last or whatever. You know, it's something that's not sustainable in the collider. And we're doing that. We're smashing these atoms and doing that, creating these massive explosions within this vacuum and doing this. What if they are creating universes by doing that? And in our millisecond that that exists, it actually, there's like within that 14 billion years is passing in our millisecond. So we could be, in some other dimensions, hydron collider. <laughs> you know, it, like I said, it's far out there. It's 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 a it's it's insanity. Because I mean, just thinking about that, it's like, okay, where's it end? Where's it end? You know, where's the beginning? You know, you could you could drive yourself batshit crazy thinking about that stuff. So I won't continue with it. But like I said, it's one of those things that one day I was just sitting around mind wandering and no I don't smoke weed anymore so it wasn't like that be like whoa dude but I was just sitting around thinking about it. I was like that would be nuts <laughs> that'd be insane that our god is scientists in some other plane that's just smashing atoms together and now we're down here creating universes by doing the same so anyways like I said, that got pretty far out there, I know. Any questions? If you got any ideas, I'd love to hear them, you know, about any of this stuff. I have no issues with bringing you on to the podcast and doing the, you know. I think it'd be kind of cool to have a discussion about it, think about it all. But anyways... Questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Hit me up at littlemb6580 at gmail.com. That's L-I-T-T-L-E, M as in Mike, B as in Bravo, 6580 at gmail.com. Until next time, y'all take care.